Alright everybody, welcome back into another edition of the still tentatively titled Idaho State Journal Sports Podcast. Um, I'm Andrew Houghton, sports reporter at the Idaho State Journal. I've got Madison Guernsey, our sports editor, uh, here with me. Uh, it's, a, it's a busy week for us here at the ISJ. Madison, we're getting into some prep football. We'll have a lot of prep football talk for you on this episode. Um, we've, got a, we've got a good mailbag question this week. Um, we'll, we'll real quickly cover some, some Idaho State athletics stuff. Um, I know you guys might be tired of us talking about ISU football after the last two weeks. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll just check in with them very briefly. Um, other than that, Madison, how are you doing today? Good. Ready for kind of to get going with fall sports. We had um, the high school soccer started on Friday. They've been going um, Friday, Saturday, and Monday we had games. We've got our first high school football games of the season on Thursday. We've got a few games Thursday, a bunch of games Friday, and a few games Saturday. So we'll have three days of high school football. Uh, high school volleyball starts on Wednesday, and we've got our first cross-country matches of the season kind of sprinkled in throughout this week. So a lot of stuff going on. ISU's first uh, football game is, what, 13 days away or no? Next week, so 12. 11 days away, 12 11, days away. 11, 12 yeah. days away next Thursday, Western Colorado. They yep. played, uh, their soccer team has played two games. They get volleyball and cross-country going later on this week. So we're, we're fully into fall sports season now. We're going. Yeah, and I, wa- I want to encourage you guys definitely um, with fall sports coming around, check out the um, the high school football tab we're putting out. Is that out Thursday this week? Wednesday. It'll be out Wednesday this week. I know Madison and um, Jeff, pa- Jeff Papworth have put a lot of work into that. I've looked at the proof of the pages. I think it looks pretty good, so there's a lot of good info in there. We'll get more into the prep football um, in a little bit here on this podcast, but just a couple of housekeeping things uh, to start with real quickly. I guess ISU soccer played their first two games of the season over the weekend. Uh, 0-2 road trip to the Dakotas, right? Lost uh, both games 2 nothing, right? That sounds right. South Dakota on Friday, South Dakota State on Sunday. Um, so they're just getting going. They come back home for their home opener against Dixie State on Friday. Yeah, I know there, there's going to be probably a lot of growing pains with that team, you know, coming off the season that they had last year. Um, not being able to score a goal in the first, um, you know, 180 minutes or however, first two games this weekend is probably a little bit of a concern. Um, I know that they gave up some goals from set pieces as well, so we'll see how they... Um, sort of bounce back from those games. Other stuff, um, we had some prep soccer this uh, this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to just kind of, I can't highlight all the games and all the scores, but I'll, I'll do my best to just touch on a few of the top individual efforts. Um, on First of all, on Saturday, we had American Falls. Daniel Pena had three goals in the Beavers' 4 nothing win over Teton. Uh, plenty of good performances and stat lines on Monday. We had Addie Spillett scoring four goals in Pocatello's 6-3 win over Mountain Home. Emma Edgley scored three goals as Century beat Minico 10-0. Angel Ariaga scored three goals uh, for Blackfoot, even though they lost 8-3 at Rigby. Oh, and wow. That's a that's a performance. That's quite the score, 8-3, and you lose even though you, you have a hat trick. That doesn't happen very often. I wouldn't think so. And then lastly, uh, Cam Murdoch, three goals as Century beat Minico 7-0. All right, sounds good. Um, and just real quick on ISU football, um, checking in with them real quick. They had their 
second scrimmage on Saturday. Um, they ended that one a little bit early. I don't think Coach Rob Fennessy was uh, very happy with this team. He told me today that they made a lot of mental mistakes in the, in that scrimmage. Um, he was, you know, a little a little disgruntled with some of the things they were doing. He did say that the the quarterbacks played well in that in that scrimmage, and you know, Idaho State likes to hold a lot of their, you know nailed on starters out of their football scrimmages so it was you know probably a, a bunch of backups on the field there um not, not a great sign going into this week um but we'll we'll see how that pans out the other thing uh rob fantasy told me today um they're kind of going into a mock game week this week so they've they've started game prep for western colorado um today actually on monday um he said that went pretty well so they're just trying to run this week like a like a game week so that next week when they actually get into it um, the players will have a better idea of what to expect. Um, and I think that's the that's the news out of Idaho State football. Now, do we want to just jump right into prep football? I mean, you're you're the prep football guy, so I'm going to let you kind of yeah run I'm, with it. I'm excited. I um I wrote a lot of team previews for our annual high school football um preview. I got it. I talked to almost all of our head coaches. Got to learn about their teams. Um, sort of an exciting time of the year to just, you know, learn about teams, learn who's, who's new, who's back, um, try to map out which teams are going to be good, which teams might struggle. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting going, uh, on the season. Thursday, we've got Pocatello playing at Holt Arena against Twin Falls. We've also got Preston playing down in Logan, Utah at Maverick Stadium, which will be cool. That's the home of the Utah State football team. So that should be a fun experience oh, nice. for them. And then uh, Showban out in Fort Hall, they have a team this year. They did not field the team last year, but they're back, and they uh, play Thursday at Pyramid Lake, Nevada. So, yeah, I mean Madison. I guess we'll just start off right at the top. I mean we've got seventeen or eighteen teams in our coverage area. How many? How many of them have a chance to win the state title this year? Who do you, Who do you think has a chance to win the title this year? Well, I'm gonna shock you all here, and uh, I think our the team that we cover that's most likely to win a state title this year is Highland. Um, and I know that's the most unoriginal take ever, but... Um, Even I know they're good, and I just moved here. <laughs> Highland's resume sort of speaks for itself. I mean, they've they've been they've been a strong program all the way back to the 70s, 80s, 90s, and all the way through. Um, you know, they've they played in the last two state championship games. They won it two years ago here. Um, and they, you know, what's interesting about Highland is that they they really are tar- starting over in a lot of ways this year. They only have two starters back on offense, four starters back on defense, uh, but they just kind of restock and reload. I mean, um, they don't have to play anyone both ways. They can play nine different starters on offense and nine different guys on defense. Uh, Gino Mariani is a really, really good offensive mind. He's, he's worked with a lot of different quarterbacks and personnels in his time, and he always kind of builds his offense based on their strengths um so last year they had you know six foot four pocket passer this year they've got a six foot nothing you know kind of dual threat guy so their offense is probably going to look a lot different um easton durham is going to be that guy at quarterback this year he's much more of a runner than kobe tracy was last season pretty impressive stat line here actually that i'm going to throw out in Highland's first two playoff games of last year, he had 18 carries for 75 yards and four touchdowns. That's as a quarterback who is mostly in the game, just in kind of wildcat situations, but they really utilized his versatility and his legs. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what 
uh, Gino Mariani does with him and how they kind of utilize him. It sounds like they are willing to, if they have to, be more conservative, you know, take all three plays to get a first down and just kind of slowly move the chains and work their way down the field, not take a whole lot of shots if they don't have to. Um, so that's kind of what their offense is looking like. On defense, they return four starters. Two of them were first team All-State last year, Jaden Bell at safety and Kamaya Olsen on the defensive line. They also bring back uh, Dylan Jester at middle linebacker and Luke Togiai on the defensive line. And that name probably sounds familiar. Of course, older brother TJ Togiai at Idaho State and Tommy Togiai is at Ohio State, so pretty good football lineage there. Um, they've got a tough schedule. They open up with East High School from Salt Lake City. That'll be a really, really good game. That's Saturday night at Holt Arena to cap off the annual Rocky Mountain Rumble. Um, but Highland, as I've been saying, they're always there. I kind of have a rule that you don't you don't bet against Highland until they lose, just because it's hard to, and they don't lose very much. We were talking about that with North Dakota State last week in the yeah. in the the polls and the odds with North Dakota State. So you're saying it's kind of kind of the same thing with Highland around here. Yeah, I mean they're they're always just they're always the one of the favorites around here and on the state level to be a good team. I mean they've. They won a state title in 14 and again in 17, and like I said, they've played in the last two state title games. They've won 11 state titles total since the IHSAA was introduced as the governing body of high school sports in the um, late 70s, early 80s. So, I mean, they've, they've got um, a, a pretty impressive resume, and if you play football in Highland, you expect to win, and you expect to win big. So. All right, let's let's move on from there. Are there, are there other teams you think in the in the lower lower divisions who you think might have a shot at the title? I'm not going to go that far, but I will say that I do have uh, one team I'm looking at that I think is a candidate to have a big bounce back season, and that's Snake River in 3A. Um, Snake River, very similarly to Highland, is I mean you it, it's hard to count those guys out. They have a really rich football history. Um, they're actually the biggest 3A school enrollment-wise in Idaho, so that certainly helps. They have generally a pretty sizable roster. Um, last year was a weird year for them. They went 2-6, and six, and that just doesn't happen at Snake River. They missed the playoffs for the first time since 1988, which is a really, wow. it's a really impressive streak of being Before good. both of our times, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah I, was, I, I was not around. I wasn't then. even a thought back then, absolutely. Um, but they, they don't have back-to-back -back bad years like that. They've got a bunch of upperclassmen this season. They had a really young team last year, so a lot of those guys are back, and they're a year older. Um, and Snake and like I was saying, Snake River, similar to Highland, expectations are always always high. Um, Snake River kids in general, too, are just tough. I have a, a quote I want to pull out from a few years ago. Probably my favorite Snake River quote that I've gotten from a player or coach um, it was from Wyatt Vogler after a state play in baseball game, and he said, Snake River, don't give up, which is like, that's just totally emblematic of that school and kind of their athletic programs. They, you know, they don't play sports just to have fun. Like, they they play to win, and uh, I expect them to, to bounce back this year. Player to watch for the Panthers this year? Uh, it's got to be senior running back Trayton Young. He'll be a third-year starter at running back. Um, he was one of their offensive catalysts a couple years ago when they – made a run to the state championship game that they lost, but he's he's back. He he had a couple setbacks last year. He, he didn't end up being their, um, their main guy on offense, but it sounds like he's back and ready to go and looking better than ever. So, 
All right, so Snake River will be improved. I was going to ask you next, who else do you think will be the, the most improved team in our coverage area? Yeah, another one I like, kind of my 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 sleeper, who I don't think is going to be high on a lot of people's lists, is uh, the Preston Indians. And I generally don't expect a lot out of Preston just because the recent history, they haven't been very good. But when you look at how they did last year and who they have back, they're very intriguing. Uh, they went 4-6 and six and made the playoffs last year. And four and six doesn't sound like a great record, but they hadn't had more than three wins in a season since 2010. So they had a lot of really down years in the late mid to late 2010s there. Uh, but they went four and six. They've got a bunch of guys back. They have Ty Hyde back at quarterback. He's their six foot six basketball star. He's a huge guy. He can run, so he's 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 hard to bring down. Um, let's just go on down my list here. Uh, they have Andrew Iverson and Scott Dunback. They were first and second on the team in all-purpose yards last year. Iverson also led the team in tackles. They've got their second and third leading tacklers back. Zay Davis led in sacks. He's back. Austin, or excuse me, Luke Smaley led in interceptions. He's back. So they've got key guys back all over the place. Uh, the, the one thing with Preston that hurts them is that they are not very deep. They're one of the smallest 4 schools in Idaho, less than 800 kids actually. Um, so that, that has hurt them in the past. They just, they don't have a lot of times the depth that some of their 4A, um, opponents do. So we'll see how that, how that affects them. But I fully expect Preston to be in the mix come state playoff time. I mean, that'd be a, a good story. I mean, you, yeah. you get to four and six one year and then now if they can keep, uh, keep making waves in the playoffs, you know, after they got a taste of it last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to keep that momentum going. They've got a second-year head coach, so all they know under this head coach is improving and being decent. So hopefully that mentality kind of sticks with them, and Preston has a good year. I also like uh, Blackfoot. They, they're they right in that same kind of um, sphere with Highland and Snake River where they, they expect excellence and they have a really good history and they don't have back-to-back -back down seasons. Um, they actually went – they actually made it into the playoffs – Last year, lost in the first round, um, but this is a team that just a few years ago was playing for a state title. Um, sounds like they, they have their starting quarterback, Craig Young, is back for them. Uh, Stan Buck's been doing this. He's in his 28th season, so he's been doing this a long time at Blackfoot. He, he kind of knows the ropes. He knows what he wants to do. Um, they play in a, The only thing with Blackfoot, they play in a really tough conference. They've got Hillcrest who won the state title last year. They've got Skyline, who won back-to-back -back two years before that. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough to sneak in the playoffs in that conference, but uh, I also look for Blackfoot to be a pretty improved team. All right, let's uh, let's touch real quick here on the, the other two city teams. What do you, what do you see for, for Pocatello and for Century this year? Starting with Century, I know that uh, Travis Hobson is really excited. He, he thinks this is the most talented team he, he's ever had and that that says a lot because he won you know state titles at Shelley back before he was at Century so he's really excited they've got Nathan Manning back he's a first team all-state quarterback he's got a couple of um, big in, in more ways than one weapons that he can throw to and tight end Titan Fleischman and uh, wide receiver Drew Gunter I think they both stand about 6'4 6'5 so they're big athletic guys both it's a mismatch in high school yeah absolutely both of them hold D1 offers, I believe both of them offered by Idaho State, actually. So there's a, a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Um, defensively, they bring back DeQuay Lang on the D-line. 
He's another D1 guy. He's got an offer from at least Montana State and Idaho State. Um, and Century was good last year. They had a really good regular season. Um, suffered a setback in the playoffs and actually lost in the first round, which is a bit of an upset. But, um, you know, I know that Travis Hobson talks a big game, as a lot of coaches do in the preseason. Everyone's excited. Everyone's over. Every, everyone has their most talented team ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think Hobson is a good coach, and Century's got a pretty good thing going. Um, unlike Preston, they're one of the bigger 4A schools, so they have numbers. They can be a little bit more flexible with how they use their players. Um, and, you know, I know that Century lost a lot from that team that won the district title last year, but uh, excited kind of to see what they can do. Uh, right down the street, the Pocatello Indians. Pocatello Indians actually went to their intra-squad scrimmage on Friday night, which was fun. Got a little my first taste of Friday night lights out at Irving Middle School. Um, and, you know, Pokey might have a little bit more of a rough season. They, they don't have – they have a really young roster. They lost, I think, 19 seniors from last season's team, and that team went 3-6. and six. So, you know, when you you don't have a great season and you lose most of your key guys, um, you're probably going to move down a, a half a peg. Um, they've got a first-year starter at quarterback in Jaden Downs. He's a senior, moves over from wide receiver to take the reins of the offense. He's he's an athletic kid. He's a first-team all-conference wideout last year, second-team all-conference defensive back. So clearly he's an athlete. Um, he's good with his legs, which you have to be if you're the quarterback in that offense that Dave Spillett runs is uh, a lot of, you know, run-pass options, spread-style stuff. Uh, but, as I said, a lot of young players are going to they're gonna use a lot of sophomores on their team this year, younger guys that don't have a lot of varsity reps. Um, so, Pokey might have a down year, but Dave Spillett, as he usually is, is excited about their future. Um, it sounds like they have a really good freshman class. They're going to get a lot of sophomores in there getting playing time this season, so um, that can only well for them uh, in years to come here yeah and you know if you have a, a young team you know taking your lumps for a year or two builds experience and you know yeah for for years in the future um, I think that's kind of that's kind of what they're hoping and and you know they they're they're optimistically you know they don't they don't think they're going to be bad but um I think they're also aware of kind of what they're facing they're in a they're, they're in a tough conference and they have they have a young team so they are aware of uh, the hurdles that are in front of them here. So, all right, Madison. Any other uh, prep football teams that, that you wanted to sort of spotlight here? Not really. Um, those are kind of the ones I had on my list. We we have pretty uh, thorough, in depth previews of all of our teams in that annual high school football preview tab that goes out to print on Wednesday. We'll also have that on our website. We'll make sure to get it on Facebook and Twitter. We'll make sure it's easy to find. Um, pretty excited to get the season going and see how we do here. Yeah, let's uh, for the last thing, let's talk about some some individual awards. I mean, if there were offensive, defensive player of the year awards in in our coverage area, or do we give those out? By the way, do we give those out at the end of the season, or do we just do a first team all area? We do first team, second team, honorable mention all area. That's a pretty um, comprehensive list of all all the top talent in our area. Um, we also do an all area player of the year, which is like the MVP of all the teams that we cover, basically. I mean, um, let, let's talk about that real quick. I mean, who, sure. do, you, who do you think are the, the top candidates for player of the year this year? Uh, off the top of my head, I'd say, you know, Nathan Manning 
from Century. He, as I said, first team All-State quarterback last year. I think he had 23 touchdowns and four interceptions, so that's a really good ratio. Yeah. Um, he's a big kid, 6'4". Um, I don't know what his college options are lining up as right now, but uh, when you've got a second-year starter who had a really good junior season, he's as I said, he's got big-time guys on the outside that he can throw to. Um, only thing that'll be interesting to watch with him is I think he broke his throwing hand over the summer. He's out at least Century's first game um, with a targeted week two uh, debut for this season. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, and defensive MVP is tough. There's a lot of really good defensive players around. Um, but if I had to make a choice right now on who an early candidate would be for that, I'll go with Kamaya Olsen from Highland. Uh, I think this will be his third year starting on that defensive line. Highland's defense has been touted by their defensive coordinator, Nick Sorrell, as the best front seven he's ever coached. And that's a bold statement. Andrew. And again, it's the hyperbolic that's, time of year, but that's, that's, uh, that's, well, a, and that's pretty bold. That's very bold, especially when you consider three years ago, all four of their starting D linemen went D1. <laughs> so uh, for them to have the best front seven ever is a bold statement. But if, if that's the case, Highland defense is going to be really, really good, and they're going to win a lot of games for Highland. Um, Olsen's a big kid. I went and saw Highland play once in person last year, and I saw him warming up, and I was, I just was like, wow, like this is like, he's a football player. You know, sure. like sometimes sure. you can just look at a kid and be like, oh, like, yeah, he, he has it. He's big. He looks the part. Um, so I think he's, he's going to play a huge role in Highland uh, having a good year this year. All right. Well, great. There it is from our resident prep football guru, Madison Guernsey. He's been doing this a lot longer than I have, so I just let him roll on that. <laughs> um, I personally am super excited to be covering a lot of prep football this year. You know, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's a, it's a great time of year, you know, when you start feeling that chill in the air and you get the Friday night lights out there, and it sounds like we should have, you know, a, a couple good teams at least and a yeah. lot of good players to look forward to this year. Yeah, so we're going to get into – one of our mailbag questions this week, uh, one of our listeners had a pretty interesting idea that Andrew worked hard to put together here for this episode. Andrew, uh, talk about this little project that you undertook and what you're going to talk about here. Yeah, I thought this was a super interesting question. So one of our, our Twitter followers asked us um, if there was a, an all-Big Sky team of players only from Idaho. Right. Uh, which is, is super interesting to me as a guy who uh, talks a lot about Big Sky football, knows a lot about Big Sky football. Uh, I was kind of, it, obviously it's not something that you that you think about, um, but, you know, I was, I was curious to see, you know, how many, how many players would be not from Idaho or Idaho State. What would the lineup look like? What would be sort of its, its strengths and weaknesses? So I took uh, tonight, you know, I took a, a half hour. I told Madison it'd take me five minutes, and it did not. It took me a half hour, forty minutes, um, to sort of put together this lineup. So yeah, I mean, what what we're talking about here is just you know, the the best players on on any of the Big Sky rosters who uh, are are from Idaho. Right, Idaho natives on Big Sky football rosters. So I guess fire away. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, the the final the final product that I came out with is is a really interesting roster. It's got some definite strengths. Uh, it also has some real weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if we just start on the offense, I mean, 
right away. I mean, the, the, the quarterback position is really interesting. You'd have a three-way battle between three guys who are who are used to that. Um, you've got Gunnar Amos at Idaho State. You've got Colton Richardson at Idaho and Tucker Rovick at Montana State. All, all three of those guys were in, were in quarterback battles or are in quarterback battles right now this fall. Um, of course, uh, Rovig lost out to Casey Bauman at Montana State. Uh, Richardson, we we have the senses behind Mason Petrino at Idaho. Although they did just release their depth chart, but I don't remember. They're listed as or. So, yeah, okay. Mason Petrino or Colton Richardson, so that battle might still be going on. Um, and, of course, as far as I know, the, the Gunnar Amos-Matt Struck battle is still going on at Idaho State. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> super interesting. I mean, the, the first position you have... A quarterback battle between guys who, in real life, are already in quarterback battles. I don't yeah. know who I would have as the starter out of those three guys. Um, and none of those guys has played a ton. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, Richardson has started at least a couple games mm-hmm. at Idaho. I think Amos, you know, Tanner Guller didn't really miss a game, so Amos has gotten kind of mop-up work yeah. a couple series here and there. Uh, Rovig, of course, started... I want to say two games last year for the Cats, um, threw for 300 yards against Wagner. Um, so all of those guys have talent, have flashes, but have never really gotten on the field for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, so that that's really interesting to me. Um, going through the rest of the offense, I think the offensive line would be really solid. Um, you've got, well, three, three, three of the seniors at Idaho State. Dalen Collins at center, Jacob Molinar at guard, Dakota Wilson at tackle are probably three of your starters right there. Um, and then you can round that out with um, experienced guys. Uh, Connor Verba at Idaho is a junior this year. He's he's played, he's kind of a swing guy, guard, center um, for the Vandals last year. Um, and then Will Graham at, at Eastern is another senior who's who's played, you know, he's he's kind of a swing guy. He's listed as guard two. I'd probably have Dakota Wilson at left tackle and Will Graham at right tackle because he's you know he's listed at six four, so he's got mm-hmm. at least the height for it. I mean, you you got four interior linemen and Wilson, um, but I'd I'd throw Graham out at right tackle because he's he's got the height for it. Um, and then you can have Jalen Collins at center and and Molinar and Verba at, at the guards, and I think I think that's a pretty solid offensive line. I mean, all those guys are big dudes. Yeah. Very, very solid offensive line, yeah. Yeah, um, which, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't know what the stereotype is about Idaho football, but you got, like, corn-fed farm boys out yeah. there. You can grow some <laughs> offensive linemen. That's right, That's right man. Um, yeah, I mean, the other the other really strong position, I think, on offense would be tight end, mm-hmm. uh, where you have Austin Campbell um, mm-hmm. from Idaho State, and then you've got Luke Hyde, who's another senior at, at Idaho. Um, so you'd have two strong, experienced um, tight ends. I mean, you could definitely uh, – would. I mean, when you hear about the wide receivers, you probably would run a lot of the, the two tight end sets with those guys. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so the, the wide receivers are a little bit um, less deep. Uh, you've got Jerry Lou McGee at Montana, who is uh, from Coeur d'Alene. Um, obviously, you know, came in as a, as a freshman, was one of the best freshmen in the country for the Grizz, um, really electric guy, you know, he'd be the punt returner for this team too, at least punt kick returns probably. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's had a couple long touchdowns on special teams. He's a great slot receiver. Um, you know, he, he gets open, he makes dudes miss. Um, you know, he's one of those, 
most slippery guys that I've, I've ever seen. I mean, you watch him in one-on-one drills um, at Grizz practice, and he's he's basically uncoverable. So he's mm. not the true, you know, not the true profile of a number one receiver on the outside, but he'd, he'd probably get the most targets on this team. Yeah, know? and I want to say, wasn't there a game when he had, like, 18 receptions or something crazy like that a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was, I believe that was his true freshman year. He had, yeah, you're right. like, 20 catches in a game. Yeah. Um, that was 2016, I believe. Um, yeah, man, he's incredible. He's, you know, sort of taken a back seat in that Montana offense because they have a, a lot of wide receiver talent. I mean, they've got Gabe Solser coming in who played the same position as him, but he he's definitely, he's a star. Um, the guys behind him... I think I, I think the guys on the outside would be Matt Peterson from from, from Idaho, Idaho State, State, yeah, and then David Ames from Weber, mm-hmm. who's kind of a, a rotation receiver for them, uh, but he's a junior this year. You know, he had twelve catches, seventy three yards last year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but Weber Weber's offense doesn't throw the ball a lot for yeah. one, and they're not super effective throwing the ball. Also, um, both Peterson and Ames are are taller guys. Um, I think you you probably have to start them on the outside. Um, and then the depth guy would be Josh Crane, uh, okay. another another Idaho State yeah. guy, um, but more more of a slot guy like like JLM um, yeah. from from Rexburg. A lot of Idaho State guys on that uh, all Big Sky Idaho o- offense there. So far, I promise yeah. you that this is not biased from me from Idaho <laughs> no. State. I mean they they've got they have more they have Idaho experienced kids. offensive linemen, yeah. and they have they have more Idaho kids than anybody in the conference because. Yeah. They're one of the two Idaho schools, and the other one was FBS. Yeah, for a long time, so they weren't doing as much local recruiting. And uh, I know that Rob Penasi has made a point of saying, you know, he he wants to build Idaho State with state of Idaho players, um, and they've they've done a pretty good job of um, getting local talent to stay local, which uh, I think is a good thing if they can play. And based on this list, they they can so. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we'll go back to we'll go back to Moscow for the running back. Uh, okay. Running back is one of the thinnest positions here. I think your best option is going to be uh, Khalil Forehand. He's mm. a he's a redshirt freshman at Idaho uh, from Bishop Kelly in Boise. Uh, there, you know, obviously he didn't play last year. He redshirted, so if you put this team together, he'd be getting his first <laughs> carries. But um, you know, he's a track star at Bishop Kelly. Mm. Um, he was he was a state contender in the sprints, um, so that's at least something. And he's he's really the best option. I don't know why they not not too many running backs coming out of Idaho making it on Big Sky rosters, but he's uh, really the only option there. So that's that's the offense. And I mean, it's got I think the offensive line is is strong. The tight ends are strong. Um, you'd have a decent quarterback, um, but not not too much at the skill positions. So. All right, what do you uh, what do you got for us on defensive side of the ball? Yeah, defense is almost more interesting. The defensive line is pretty stacked. Mm. You got Jonah Williams from Weber. Uh, he's from Meridian. He's uh, you know NFL body, great stats, locks down the strong side for for Weber. First team all, first team all conference last year, um, nailed on starter. Across from him, Kenton Bartlett from Portland State. I think he's another Boise kid. Um, he's been, he's been a long time starter for them. Uh, he's a, you know, he's a quality big sky player. He's an all conference type player this year. So we'll see. So that's two really good defensive ends. Um, 
I would probably actually, for the, for the sake of this team, make Jonah Williams play on the inside just mm. because he's gigantic and he can <laughs> he can take double teams. He's he's huge and strong and, and can take double teams. I'd play him inside with TJ Togiai from Idaho State, who's been, you know, he's a junior this year. Um, he can play inside, outside for Idaho State. He'll be starting for them this year. I mean, he got a lot of run last year. Yeah. I think that's a pretty solid starting three. Um, the other guy on the outside, I guess, across from Bartlett, uh, would be another Weber State guy, um, George Tarlis um, from Boise. He's a sophomore, played sparingly last year. I think he had 11, 11 tackles, but he had two and a half sacks mm. among those, which is, you know, more than anybody on Idaho State had last yeah, year, as so I keep bringing up. Um, <laughs> so at least you, you have some potential with, with the young guy there. And that, I mean, if you put those four guys out there, I mean, that's one of the best defensive lines in the big sky, in my opinion. And it sounds like you're going with... A four man front. Right. You're yeah. going with a four you're okay. going with a four three because the talent is is more on the defensive line than at linebacker. So yeah, at linebacker we have a linebacker, yeah. Cody Graves. Um, Idaho State, yeah. Idaho State. Um Kenan Smith from Idaho State, mm. who is probably gonna start next to Graves for them this year. Um athletic guy, he's been in the program for a while. Yeah. Um the the third guy, I mean I don't wanna say like Idaho State bias here. Aaron Manu mm. had had forty tackles for Idaho State last year. Um, it would either be him or Kyle Perry at Idaho, okay. um, who's a sophomore this year. Played last year. He's mostly on special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd, he'd probably be a depth piece for this team though, instead of um, the starter. So you could have an all ISU linebacker. linebacking core. I think you would. That's, I, that's I went and I tried to not have that, but I think I think you would. I mean, Graves and and Smith are probably going to start for them this year. Aaron Manu's going to get a lot of playing time again. Yeah. I mean, he might find his way in starting a couple games. Like those, all three of those guys are are good players. I mean, big, fast, physical. You know, I mean, yeah. We've I've written stories about those guys, and you know, I think, you know, I. ISU's linebackers are deep and good. I mean, that's probably the strength of their defense most, if not all seasons. So it makes sense that they'd be represented on this list. Yeah, I mean, ISU's kind of linebacker. You with Mario Jenkins, Christian Holland coming through, now Cody yeah. Graves. I mean, they're, they're Joe deep Martin there. a couple years ago had a really good season, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the I, I think the first two levels, the front seven for this defense is like, Pretty pretty quality. Like you could compete in the big sky hypothetically with this. Now, sure, <laughs> kind of falls apart on the back end where there are just no cornerbacks. <laughs> so you're you're gonna have to move some guys over. Okay. Uh, you got uh, Kalen Kreiner, who had a great season last year at Eastern. Okay. Um, I think he had 75, 80 tackles at safety for them. Um, he's the he's the one nailed on starter in the secondary. Um, you got another guy, another safety at Eastern, Tamir Hill, who played a little bit for them last year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Ryan Swanson is at Idaho right now. He transferred back down from Boise State. Okay. So, you know, there's talent there. I mean, if you, you start out going to Boise State, transfer down, I don't know how he's going to figure into their plans this year. Yeah. Um, but he's probably a piece there. And then um, a bunch of guys from, from Idaho State. You got guys like Brock Davis, Colton Belknap, Zach Wright, who are, or have all been in the program for a couple years. Yeah. You know, we'll see how, how much they play this year. I know um, Brock Davis has gotten some good reviews this year. Colton Belknap will probably see the field this year. Um, Colton Belknap actually might be a senior this year. Junior, senior. Might be, yeah. He might be an upperclassman this year. So uh, two of those guys would have to move to cornerback, which yeah. is not optimal. Um, but at least you get, you've got some talent in the secondary, at least, even if it's all clustered to safety. Um, and then, obviously, Cade Coffey is the, the kicker and the punter. 
Yeah. Very good at both in real life and on a hypothetical list. Yeah, so, so yeah. pretty much a no-brainer there to finish off. I think it's uh, I, I want to thank um, the person who sent in this question. It was uh, really sort of thought-provoking. I mean, we could argue about it for, for longer. Um, it's interesting to see sort of where the strengths and weaknesses of this team are. So Yeah, but overall it sounds like, I mean, a lot of recognizable names, um, some all-conference guys on that list who are from Idaho, so that's cool to see. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, and I mean, it, it, it really bodes well for, for the Idaho State, Idaho and Idaho State both, it, to see that you can get this talent out of the local out of the local areas, and, you know, that's aside from, from guys who are going FBS, you know, yeah. out of Idaho. It's just, these are just the kids in the big sky, but you can definitely find big sky talent out who, of Idaho. Who is your Idaho native coach of the all-Idaho oh, big sky team? Oh, my goodness. I didn't really think about that. Well, I mean, like, I don't Dirk know. Cutter? <laughs> well, I know that Jeff Choate of Montana State is from Idaho. Okay. I don't know that any other coaches in the Big Sky are from Idaho. Uh, I know Bruce Barnum lived here for a long time. I don't know if he's originally from here or not. But Dirk Cutter also a very good answer, actually. I was like, can we? I I hadn't I thought about it at all. But if like we can, if we can bring him back to coach this team, I mean, I know he doesn't coach in the Big Sky anymore, obviously. But if we can, if we can bend the rules, no, he'd be a good choice. I mean, Jeff that's a very Jeff Choate's a great choice. Jeff Choate is also a great coach this year. I mean, you guys know how high I am on Montana State this year. I think they're gonna be good. He'd be if I if I if you know, the judge ruled that I couldn't couldn't break the break the rules of the game. Jeff Cho would be a great choice. Um, so that's that's that on that. Um, anything else we have to cover this week? We did have one other question um, regarding former Declo High School football star Keegan Duncan. He enrolled at Boise State as a freshman this season. Um, it was announced late last week that he is leaving the program. Also reportedly was on crutches. I don't know what is going on there. I don't know what the extent of that injury is. Uh, but Keegan Duncan out at Boise State. Um, yeah, and the thrust of this question yeah, was right. sort of that he, he he had had an Idaho State offer right. um, before he went to Boise State. Uh, so I, might he come back was sort of the question. Or, or do we know where he's going? And uh, no, we don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I assume ISU is still an option. I mean, this kid, yes, he went to a small school in Declo, but Declo was a powerhouse. I don't think they lost a game the last two seasons. They kind of just ran over everybody. Um, and Keegan Duncan, that running back and linebacker, was a major part of that. He was the Gatorade Idaho Player of the Year. So obviously a legit talent. Um, I'm sure ISU would welcome him with open arms, but uh, who knows what his other options are and kind of what direction he wants to go. I mean, I'm sure you've got other Mountain West schools calling for him. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Gatorade State Player of the Year in a state like Idaho, I mean, FBS is definitely still an option. For sure, um, yeah. We'll see, and I mean, neither of us have, have heard anything, so we'll, we'll keep an ear out, though. Absolutely. Well, does that do it for this week? I believe that's another day, another dollar, another podcast in the can. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. All right.